Blog Talk Radio. Children that do Punisia, Sea Islands, and things like that. They're from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida. We say, Honor, children, bless up this evening as Honor tune in to We Show, Gullah Rhythm Radio. And all the women out there in the world, we say, God bless Honor this year on one month. We're so glad that Honor to tune in one more again. Where we to keep uplifting to the living legacy and the pay ancestral homage. This year, the Queen Quet, head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad if I be the hostess one more again at Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, which is sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Seattle Coalition. If Hunter want to know how for yet more about who we be, go on yonder to GullahGeechee.net. Yeah? If Hunter want yet more about who we be, go on yonder to GullahGeechee.net. And this year, day, we will make sure we take a moment of silence for all of the Gullah Geechee and the African women and things like that, what even make them cross the Mill Passage and rattle us, but then what make them cross the Mill Passage, but then cross over into the realm of their ancestors since the 1600s up to this year day. So let me take a moment of silence. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. 
So this year month and thing like that, you know this year the Oman month, so you know me gladdy, me gladdy, me gladdy. We always gladdy for we celebrate and thing like that. The black history or we story, our story and thing like that. But that is 365, 366, just like being an Oman. That's 365, 366. But then all the rest of the people now crack with teeth, but what the Oman to do and thing like that. And most say, yeah, act like Oman just did a dry long saw and thing like that. But he won't tell her the truth. But who it be, and we living legacy. So we will crack with teeth and pay homage to plenty of that woman and thing will come along over all these years and thing to fight for the rights of other as a woman and rather was for the world and for society. So we will make sure that honor got understanding about what is your month about and thing like that. Every year we celebrate this your thing, and so. A kind of critical for we going back and mind the one who be your ebbe air the yeti this year. And then for bring to honor knowledge and thing like that for them who ain't been never yet is your foot be. So go into this language that most of our listeners around the world will under overstand. I'm Queen Quet, I'm Chiefess and Head of State for the Gullah Geechee Nation and so proud to be the hostess for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. And at any point in time you can find me at queenquet.com. Q-U-E-E-N-Q-U-E-T dot C-O-M. And you can find our sponsors, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, which I founded at Gullah Geechee dot N-E-T, G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. I'm just coming in from the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan archives, continuing to separate out materials, because not only is this month Women's Her Story Month, but it is also Black Women's Her Story Month, and it is also Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month. Many years ago, I got the Black Her Story Award. One of our sacred ancestors, the Beach Lady Marvin Betch, also had received that award. And the organizers of that award are based in Atlanta, Georgia. They developed the concept that we should, in particular, celebrate our own women in our community as people of African descent because people, number one, weren't even paying a lot of focus to women's, as they say, Women's History Month. Here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we say Women's Her Story Month. And it's really interesting when we go back and look at the development of the month and how it's articulated in different places and spaces. In other words, why it's important to archive and document your own story, because in different places and spaces you will find it written of differently. So when I went to the national women's site, where I usually would go to to look up the theme for this year, when I Googled, I found that there was another site that comes up called womenshistorymonth.gov. Anything that says .gov, I know the U.S. government has put it in place, and so I read it and take it, like we say, as a grain, with a grain of salt. I know it's filtered, and I have to filter it further because I'm sure that someone has simply put something there in a very, you know, limited fashion, and it's going to take a great deal more to get the full examination of what it's about. But what intrigued me is that when I clicked on their site's information, about the fact that March is Women's History Month, as they call it, 
I noticed that their about section struck me because it was only a paragraph long and then one sentence to tell you that, you know, you can go to Legislative History of Women's History Month in the Lowell Library of Congress. But now here it is that they have that Women's History Month had its origins as a national celebration in 1981 when Congress passed Pub L 9728, which authorized and requested the president to proclaim the week beginning March 7, 1982, as Women's History Week. Throughout the next five years, Congress continued to pass joint resolutions designating a week in March as Women's History Week. In 1987, after being petitioned by the National Women's History Project, Congress passed Pub L 109, which designated the month of March 1987 as Women's History Month. Between 1988 and 1994, Congress passed additional resolutions requesting and authorizing the president to proclaim March of each year as Women's History Month. Since 1995, Presidents Clinton, Bush, and Obama have issued a series of annual proclamations designating the month of March as Women's History Month. Now, very succinct, I ain't mad, but let's just look into what NWHP dot org has, which is the National Women's History Project. Now this year's theme and it's interesting because the National Women's History Project, uh, their theme overall is writing women back into history. And it's interesting they say back in because it would just be writing them in to history. Because his story often does not have her story in it. That's why I find it ironic that they would call themselves uh, they would celebrate National Women's History instead of her story to begin with. But if we're going to continue to proceed with that, this year, working to form a more perfect union, honoring women in public service and government is the theme. Of course, because this is a U.S. election year, I'm sure that this is why this theme is the one that they decided to put forth, working to form a more perfect union. I hope you all know where that comes from, the preamble to the U.S. Constitution, honoring women in public service and government. Well, they're talking about the U.S. government in particular, and a lot of times what i found is when people say public service in the U.S., many times these people that they talk about public service about, um, they actually are people who've worked or are connected to the government. And so... Here it is that the National Women's History Project started out in 1980 because there was a group of women that felt that there were not enough stories in the text that are published, that 3% of most of what they looked at actually was devoted to women. So that meant that girls were not seeing women in any active role that they could emulate and that girls needed to have role models that were female role models. And I give a big shout-out to my Girl Scouts because annually I host Girl Scouts, and I've also hosted the international group, the national international delegation of Girl Scouts, 100-plus Girl Scouts at one time, which was the largest group of Girl Scouts I've ever had here taking the Gullah Root Experience Tour before at once. But I already have had Girl Scouts book their tours for this summer even, this spring and this summer. 
And I know that that organization is one that many people will look to when they say, well, this is something that empowers girls and allows them to be around women and look to these women as role models early on. And the Girl Scouts started right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation in Savannah, Georgia. Now, what this organization did because of that, what these women did, was mobilize to push for Congress to do this, all right? And they convinced them that the week that has to do with International Women's Day, which tomorrow, March 8th, is International Women's Day, should be then designated as National Women's History Week. So in 1987 is when they led the campaign to get the entire month of March declared National Women's History Month. So seven years of work, seven, that number of completion, these women worked together, worked together till and don't want to get weary, great camp meeting in the promised land. They've worked with schools and colleges and companies, churches, civic groups, government offices, unions, publishers, media, in order to get the women's story out there into publications, on television, have gender-specific things that women could relate to, that we could see each other reflected back in. But even if you go to the website that I started off with and you're a woman of African descent, you would say, well, it still doesn't reflect us because there are not too many people, women of color, and much less noticeably black women on the site. So, again, in our community as people of color, people of African descent, we do not see ourselves reflected in a lot of the things that even have been pushed for at this point. So from 1987 and now, I mention to people every March that this is Women's History Month or National Women's History Month, and they say, really? We didn't hear anything about that. And when they say that, they mean they've never heard anything about it. They do not hear about it. You don't see commercials saying, yes, we celebrate you. Oh, yes, this is International Women's Day. This is Women's Month. You know, we are celebrating women. We don't see a number of documentaries out there to that effect. Well, throughout this month, like we always do, we do this throughout the year, but throughout the entire month, we will not only be celebrating the Gullah Geechee Oman Rights Upon Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio and giving you some insights about our progress as Gullah Geechee women, but also honoring our ancestors, our ancestresses that left this legacy for us to celebrate and commemorate, as well as we want you to pay attention to what we tweet at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. Again, Gullah is G-U-L-L-A-H, G-E-H-C-H-E-E, G-E-E-C-H-E-E is Geechee. We want you to make sure that you follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter and on Instagram, and we will be posting a number of things from the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan archive this month in order to increase the education of people about the Gullah Geechee Oman and what she's going to do all of this at time while we're there. Now, many of you who follow us on Facebook 
on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page and on the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's fan page, you have already seen the We Be Gullah Geechee series. And if you look at that series on the Freedom Fighters, you see the piece on the Gullah Geechee Freedom Fighters, you see the number of different women who we have highlighted there that are in the Gullah Geechee Nation's leadership, have been and currently are. And we celebrate them. And we definitely salute not only the Gullah Geechee, almost, what a freedom fighter, but also women worldwide who are part of human rights work that is going on to try to get parity. And this year the campaign theme for International Women's Day is pledging for parity. Pledge for parity. Hashtag pledge for parity. So if you see that come up in your Twitter feed tomorrow, then you'll under and understand why they're asking people to do that pledge for parity. And if you go to internationalwomensday.com, then you can learn a lot more about that and how you can take action not only through social media but then some other things that you can do offline as well. So we want to make sure that you go ahead and that you support women getting the proper provisions that they are due. Because ever since our ancestors were kidnapped and captured, we have not gotten our just due as people of African descent. But the women have gotten even less. If the men manage to get the 75 cent out of the dollar, the women have only gotten the 50 cents out of the dollar of the just due. And so we can look at it in the economic disparities. We can look at the sexism that still goes on within employment, within organizations, with contracts, with the networking process. And this is why it is so important that we do hold up the banner of women that strive to work together, that successfully collaborate. And on that note, I definitely want to give a shout-out and a remark of appreciation to all the women you saw depicted in the photographs last year that were part of the Heritage Day Celebration Committee. That planning committee was dominantly women and they did an outstanding job working together without catfighting, without a bunch of gossip, without a bunch of backbiting, but actually working in a united fashion that if you say you're going to do something, you go ahead and get it done. You get it done in a timely manner, and you do it professionally. You do it as unto the Lord, as we would say, in Christendom. And so I definitely want to salute them, and I want to definitely continue to salute our Gullah Geechee Nation leaders because they live by example so that they show this generation and the generation behind us how you ought to do things. So even if you say, well, you were brought up a certain way and you didn't know how to really work with other girls or women, here, watch us do it. And we will show you how much we can accomplish for our village when the mothers come together, when the women, those who earth and birth things, come together and unite. The power of the world shifts, and we can then shift it in a positive or a negative direction. What are we uniting around? Gossip and foolishness and backbiting? Or are we uniting around progress, provision for our communities? So I had a blessed opportunity 
to begin this Women's Her Story Month with not only the screening of Wilmington on Fire and having a very powerful discussion, which you can see on Gullah Geechee TV. That's our current episode that you can go to gullahgeechee.tv. You can also go to the Gullah Geechee TV Facebook fan page, like the page, and begin to view various episodes there. And you can also go to YouTube and type in Gullah Geechee TV there or Wilmington on Fire, and you will see the discussion come up about the economic uh, disparities that still exist due to the coup d'etat that took place in Wilmington in 1898, but how that then became a model that was used to try to disrupt and usurp any type of black economic empowerment, self-sustainability, and definitely self-determination. I just emerged, as I mentioned, from the Gullah Geechee Al-Kibulan archive and as I was going through documents, separating them so that my students that will be coming in from all across the country next week and the, sub- and the following week that will be working with us as they always do for Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month, they will already have their assignments set. I'm organizing things. That's just me, the organizer, the ultimate organizer. I am already organizing things so that when I set a group to filing, they already have their things laid out. When I set a group to scanning, they already have theirs laid out. When I set a group to clipping, they have theirs already laid out. No one needs to go around into other people's groups and do what's not their assignment. And others will log things and so forth. And one of the documents that I just came across was essentially a case file to show the COINTELPRO that has been operating to try to attempt to stop the Gullah Geechee Nation's self-determination, a document that was actually sent by a federal body written by individuals who have been placed in a position by the U.S. federal government to serve in these positions that actually put in writing the things that they were going to do to ensure that they were not associated with and not considered part of the Gullah Geechee Nation, so they could separate off another entity, call it Gullah Geechee, and then essentially channel funding in that direction away from the Gullah Geechee Nation. So again, causing an economic disparity, but in addition, trying to then limit the ability of the world to continue to recognize the Gullah Geechee Nation's leader's success in our human right to self-determination. Well, the written document I have as proof of what has been going on for the last 10 years at a minimum and how it has been financed and funded. And it is interesting because these same individuals now are doing commercials and they're doing uh, programs to teach teachers that are not from this region what their version of the Gullah Geechee story is so that there can be a perpetuation of this happy singing darky slave that eats rice myth that then will go back to classrooms, which will then again make people unaware of the continued stance that has been led, especially by women, 
in this area and this time frame, not just speaking about people who have long since passed away and who are now buried along our coastline. They love you when you're dead. But we are alive, we are well, we are strong, we are empowered, and we are here to empower our next generation so that if they attempt to cut off the head, there will be multiple heads that are generated thereafter. Instead of allowing someone to kick us, beat us, put us down. And so it's interesting that we just talked about these coup d'etats in these different discussions about Wilmington on fire. And in the same time, in two different boxes, here I have items that are going into a file specifically about Wilmington on fire that will be added to our files and information on numerous documentaries that have been done on Gullah Geechee traditions and history, heritage, and culture. And then here in another box are these documents that I have that show these different individuals who have been part of a system and been able to be used as pawns in a system to try to stop or quell or at least white out in the media the progress that has been made by women leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation and leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation, the brothers and sisters that have stood for the human right to self-determination. And get it straight, the people that I'm talking about are people of African descent. This letter was signed by people of African descent. So I want you to be very clear that we're in Wilmington on fire when you look at the discussion that we had about what was burned, literally, who was killed, who were put out of town, who was beaten in the streets. All genders were. If you are a leader, you are a business owner, we want you out of here. Because, see, if you become that living example, others can see you. They know if they you do something, they may be able to do it. They could emulate this image. So we have to eliminate the role models. So we go back to the basis for why there is a Women's History or Women's Her Story Month. We have to then show people women are not just used to birth babies. Women are the nurturers. They are the first educators. They are the ones with the strength and the ability to thrive and survive even when they're in pain. They can nurture and heal others. But physician, heal thyself. So upon we community and thing like that, they go to get you and thing like that. I have to be strong. I have to heal. I have to yourself. Go on to God with that. So they have to do it for the children and for the other rest of the children where they can in the future, yeah? So now, here it is that as we approach tomorrow for International Women's Day, it's always interesting that the Women's Month theme and the International Women's Day theme usually are different. So I want to tell you that the theme for tomorrow is Planet 5050 by 2030. Step it up for gender equality. I'm going to say that again. Planet 5050 by 2030, step it up for gender equality. And so the intent tomorrow at the United Nations and for all of us who will be supporting it, whether we are sitting there in the halls of the U.N. or we are anywhere else in the world, 
will be to accelerate what they call the 2030 Agenda and building a momentum for the effective implementation of new sustainable development goals. It's going to focus on a new commitment on the United Nations Women's Step It Up initiative and other commitments on gender equality, women's empowerment, and women's human rights. Now, many of you listen to the show and have watched Gullah Geechee TV. You've heard me talk some on the sustainable development goals, but I know that you, like me, would wonder what is the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Well, many countries last year came together and realized that they needed a comprehensive financing for development in order to be able to fulfill the sustainable development agenda. Many of you have seen the different photographs of me at the U.N. over several years now uh, where they were planning for the conference in France and other things, and this is where these things started to arise from. So last year there was also a universal and legally binding global agreement on climate change. Whether that has teeth, enough teeth in it or not, we're not going to get into tonight. And so here it is that they decided that they would go forth with a draft document called Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. Well, most of you who do follow us on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, if you are members of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition, if you have come out and supported the activities of the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association, definitely if you have been part of the Gullah Geechee Volunteer Month, you already know that we are actively involved in initiatives that have to do with sustainability. And so when we talk about sustainable development goals, these are things that have to do with how our community is able to sustain itself, which goes with the Millennium Development Goals that were drafted back in 2000 when I first started, when I first got elected, that have to do with reducing poverty, hunger, disease, gender inequality, and then also ensuring access to water and sanitation. These things were supposed to have been done by 2015. I don't think that it came too far down. I don't think the numbers on people suffering because of all of those that were listed came too far down. So this is why there's been this renewed interest, one might say, and a new title for what is to go on. And so to really get the women get engaged even more and give more platform and more voice to the women there came Planet 5050 by 2030, Step It Up for Gender Equality. And so the point is to have a world where women and girls have equal opportunities and rights by 2030. So Step It Up is to take it to governments to make national commitments to close the gender equality gap from laws and policies to national action plans and adequate investment. So they're saying to them, Now is the time to step it up. Now, it's interesting that step up has come across the minds and the hearts of our Council of Elders members, and in particular our Minister of Information, Elder Carly Town, and our Minister of Protocol and Procedures, Elder Lisa Weinglass-Small, who Elder Carly Town also directs the official 501c3 of the Gullah Geechee Nation, which is the Gullah Geechee Angel Network, and you can go to Gullah Geechee Angel Network 
at any time, and you can make donations there. You can also see the various things that we have going on and the work that's being done, and some of our students that are going to be here this month, you, they are also going to be working at the Yenna House Project that we have in Charleston that's a base office for operations of what the Gullah Geechee Angel Network will be doing. Well, one of the programs of the Gullah Geechee Angel Network that I keynoted for last weekend, last Saturday, which was another blessing to open up this month, not only it being National Her Story Month, but also this being Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month, being able to have a space at the Universal African People's Organization be filled up to capacity and have people out into the hallway listening at Tech Up, Step Up. Because if we do not advance the technical knowledge amongst our people in the Gullah Geechee Nation, none of these global initiatives mean anything. If we do not advance the Gullah Geechee Oman and the legal children and the thing like that, none of the rest of what the world is doing to focus on getting parity for women and people and to have a 50-50 match across the board is going to matter because the world will continue to go forward and we will still be locked in place. We will still be this place that people come to, not just Hollywood, but others to step backward in time. And as most of you know, I'm a computer scientist and mathematician, so it is about calculating what it is that we need to do going forward. But as we said Saturday, if one ain't know where hundred they're from, one ain't gonna know where hundred they're going. So you have to go back and fetch it. There's knowledge, there's wisdom and understanding that has to be gained also through the faith walk of people like the person who I can say truly gave her life to the environment and sustaining it and to cultural heritage and sustaining it, and that is the late Marvin Betch, who is part of our sacred ancestresses, who is called the Beach Lady from American Beach. And you'll see postings on Gullah Geechee Nation throughout this month about her. You will see us reposting things about her on our various sites and tweeting these things because many never got the opportunity to hear this opera diva sing, to walk the streets and the grounds and the beach or to climb up Nana the Sand Dune with her at American Beach as I did, as many of our other leaders of the Gullah Geechee Nation did. In fact, our representative from Florida, one of our Gullah Geechee Nation representatives from Florida, that is female, Sister Glenda Simmons Jenkins, who you've seen in many photographs with me at numerous environmental conferences over the last several years, she was there with the Beach Lady when I came to check on Beach Lady, God bless the dead, and that is the place where we first met one another and have journeyed with worship by the sea ever since, along with the Northeastern Florida Gullah Geechee Cultural Heritage Committee. And so we will again this year be bringing everybody back to that black beach, American Beach, the black beach resort town, American Beach. And if you haven't read about it, you don't know about it, please go to GullahGeecheeNation.com, which is our blog. Type in the little search box at the top, American Beach, or just go to Google or Bing 
and type Gullah Geechee Nation American Beach and then read some of the blogs, read the stories, and read about our journey. Read about the work that Beach Lady did to ensure that her great-great-grandpa and all of the people that came there to unite with one another in a social atmosphere, but who also shared knowledge with one another about how to ensure the future for our community came together and how she never was going to let that legacy die. So here it is that we have one person that has gone on, but she didn't go on just dry long. So she left knowledge back here for us to pass on to the next one. Another person, you've seen us fighting for and winning the rights to protect the angel oak on John's Island in South Carolina here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Well, Septima Point said Clark's voice you would hear if you go to the Gullah Geechee TV episodes on YouTube and type in Angel Oak. You will hear her voice because Septima Point said Clark, God bless the dead, one of our Gullah Geechee Nation Hall of Famers who is an educator and an activist, a civil rights movement leader who had the freedom schools that she started, but right there on Nita Oak Tree and things like that, even along the chilling of the earth, even right there upon the earth, sit right on Nita, and for that crack your teeth, for that chilling on stand who he be. And so at the time that Septima Point said Clark and those realized that we needed to know the U.S. Constitution to go to vote in order to know it, you needed to read, you needed to write. And so she took the time to be an educator. She took the time to start the freedom schools to get that word freedom into the minds of our people. And even today, I had to type to Elder Carly Town that we who believe in freedom cannot rest. And so she provided a mechanism by which children and adults would be able to plan out their own future destiny. They could chart it out literally and figuratively because they'd be able to read and write and communicate through that means, and then they could vote. And then if they could vote, they should be able to bring in those who would bring about changes that would be in the benefit of their people. I know a lot of you say, I don't even vote. I don't bother. What's the point? Well, if you know anything, the electoral college really elect these, the president and all that. Don't worry about who elect the president. It's the midterm elections you need to worry about in the U.S. It's those congressmen, those senators that you've let stay up there who've done nothing for you. No matter what color they are, no matter what ethnicity they are, if they haven't done anything for you, you don't need to let them stay. You need to get them out as quickly as they do in the Caribbean. You've done nothing, get out. With Troy, out of here now, and then this way they would start having to do the things that they promise you instead of just staying up there and literally living off the fat of the land, voting things behind closed doors that then are not beneficial to your people, funding direct operations against your very human rights because they are those who have participated in this documentation I told you I pulled from the archive earlier. Okay, now there are elders amongst our leaders that made it clear, that truly showed us the dynamics and the insidious nature of COINTELPRO, and they didn't have that term for it, but they could let us know the things you better watch out for 
because they had been part of that civil rights movement. They had seen how people got bought off. They saw how some people only wanted to get in for themselves and then gatekeep, lock it off so that nobody else got in also. They wanted to be the one sole black face in a place progressing while the rest of the people suffered, and they would sell us all downriver. Hmm. Sound a little familiar in terms of our story as African people? Well, there were always women fighting against that, whether you bring up Queen and Zinga fighting against this type of colonization, brutalization, and enslavement in the motherland, or you bring up these Gullah Geechee Nation warrioresses here in this time frame that have fought against these things. One such person was Miss Ernestine Tobias Felder, God bless the dead who was one of our elders of the Gullah Geechee Nation, who passed away last year. And she was 93 years old when she passed. She served right alongside of Dr. King, often told us about the various stories, the various meetings, and also when we said, well, then did you march? Were you able to, you know, be part of some of the major marches? And she said, see, that's the part they wouldn't let me do. I said, why not? She said, Dr. King looked her right in her face and told her, oh, no, when we go out to march, you can't do it because I can see just by that face of yours and I see the kind of blood that you have. If somebody hits you, you're going to hit them back. And she often told us that. She often let us know that didn't stop her from being a part of the movement because she was the person there in the office and at the meetings and contributing the knowledge and contributing the energy to make sure that even when the certain groups of people did go out marching, she was still there playing the other part. And that's the thing, that when we talk about the provision that our ancestors, our elders, have shown us in the Gullah Geechee Nation, part of provision is division. How do you divide this up? Divide up the work, and then when Hunter the Gwine forgets something for the people now in front, whether that's for his soul or uh, for his body, how do you divide that up? How do you share that out? And she shared out richness with us that we could still nurture ourselves and gain energy from in this very moment. So we honor her. We honor her legacy. We honor each one of these sacred ancestors that I mentioned tonight. And we honor our leaders that are yet still with us, like Elder Carly Town and Elder Lisa and Representative Anita Collins there in Brunswick, Georgia, who was right there with us marching as we marched for Selden Park several times, miles through Brunswick, as others even stood on their porches, stood on the corner. Everything stopped. The people in the churchyard stopped, and they heard us coming through the streets, and they realized what they're marching, what they're marching for. But instead of joining in, they watched us like we were a television show or like we were a parade coming through town. Instead of recognizing that when people would go over to them and hand them the flyers or brothers and sisters would come off and go and talk to a group of them and say, well, we need y'all come on with us. If y'all ain't going to get in here and walk, get in your cars and meet us at Selden so you can know what's going on and know that we have a right to the tree of life, that we have a right to continue to hold on to the institutions that were built by the blood, the sweat, and the tears of our ancestors. 
that fought for our rights. At that point in time, many of them just were trying to make a better way for the next generation. They ain't call it fighting for rights. Even during what we now call the civil rights era, people weren't calling it necessarily, we fighting for the civil rights of the people. They were fighting for the people to have equality. We now call it having civil rights because they dealt with domestic law. But when we took it up another level and went to the international human rights arena, that is when the world paid attention. That is why the world continues to pay attention. This is why you need to pay attention to the elders, especially the women, the mothers amongst you that have knowledge that are the warrioresses that can teach you how to provide for this generation and that one which is to come behind. So the Gullah Geechee Omar, doing powerful, powerful law, fearful law, and things like that. And they'll tell you that all day, all night. Gal, he want to have a quarter of change in that. And always let her know, you ain't going to get but one mama. Respect your mama and things like that. Respect the elders. And her will be blessed. And I tell her until I'm right up. And right now, and bless up for knowing them. Bless up for getting them. But rather was bless up for following with Elanri for do. And I tell Hunter, if Hunter do this shit too, Hunter go be blessed up too. There's a powerhouse of wealth that has already been buried in our burial areas. But now, what is the powerhouse of wealth that you are going to raise to the surface, build on, stand on? What legacy are you leaving behind so that when you pass into the earth, your spirit will still live because people will still call your name, because there's still progress that's being made because of what provisions you left behind. This is why stepping up in the United Nations is important, but stepping up right there where you are, in your community, in your household, in your family, is even more important than that. Because if we each do the positive things that we are, trust me, we don't have to worry about anybody's paper law, the things they write down and they vote on, because we would way that would be what even Christ himself wanted us to do. We would love you one another and we would treat your neighbor, treat yourself. But you need to love you first before you come talking about loving me or anybody else and treating me accordingly. So start where you are. As Elder Carly Time would say, cast on a bucket right where on a day. And let us begin to provide from this blessed sacred space. Because as I said before, the women are who birth things. The women are who earth things. And as long as it comes through our spirits and channels out and comes into this realm of the living, we can shift the earth. But what are we birthing? Is it a positive or negative seed? And I pray it's a positive one so that we can provide vision, wisdom, knowledge, understanding for the next generation to be empowered to do uplifting, positive, productive things.
so that we can continue to progress into the next generation and have someone say, I learned from her how to do this in this right and this righteous way. So I, this is only the beginning of the month. So each and every Monday here at 7 o'clock, we're going to continue this journey into our story. San Kofa, go back and fetch it. And we're going to talk more about the stand for land. So even next Monday, I'm going to have special guests on the show, an entire family that is standing up for the provisions of land that have been left for us to have here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and how they have to now fight against their own family and others who have worked with local governments to usurp their land ownership out from under them, and how we are all standing up for this new provision, new division of the law of South Carolina to have the Heirs' Property Petition Act passed. And so we're going to talk about that next Monday. So get geared up now to be ready at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to meet me right here upon We Show, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, when we crack, we teeth about that. And throughout the month, we're going to be talking more about the legacy of Gullah Geechee women, the present one, that of the past, and connecting them all together so that we can provide you with something that can help you on your journey along the way. And definitely, if you want to send in questions or comments, you can email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, especially if you are still interested in participating in Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month this month and helping out working with the Gullah Geechee Al-Kabulan Archive and working with some of the environmental work that will be going on in St. Helena Island as well as the work at the Yenna House Project in downtown Charleston. Or if you want to make financial donations to the work that we continue to do, again, email us to GU. L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com or go to com and make donations. And again, continue to follow at Gullah Geechee on Twitter, at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, Gullah Geechee Nation, and Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition on Facebook. And for those who are live tonight in the chat room, I said thank you, thank you. And for any of you that would like to call in that are listening in, our phone lines are now open at 347-324-3903. 347-324-3903. If one want to dial in and crack your teeth with me, then go on and dial 347 324 Zero three. If you're in the chat room and in the future, if you don't want to just be listed as a guest, but you want to be able to type your comments in, just at any time go to blogtalkradio.com and create a free account. You don't actually have to have a radio show, but just create yourself a free account there, and this way whenever you tune into any of the blog talk radio stations and they have a chat room, you'll be able to type to the host live while we are on the air. So if you have any comments or questions, you can type them in. You can also email them to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com, and you can call in right now at 347-324-3903. 
So I see I got my first caller from a number that I definitely recognize. Good evening, Brother Kwamish. Y'all, how honor to do? Uh, honor to do well. Honor to do, Queen. I do well. Thank God for this year, D. Thank God for this year month. We're going on. Glad to see Hunter to tune in. That's a rare thing for you to be listening in to me live. Well, uh, the subject matter is dear to me. As you know, um, <clears throat> within the comedic tradition, I am seated uh, by Orset, uh, our, our grandmother who governs all birth and all life. So, uh the championing of our sisters, of our women, of our mothers, of our daughters is, is very key and very dear to me. So um, <clears throat> God had it that I had a chance to have a free evening so I could come in and listen to you and and, and absolutely am, am so glad that I was able to, to get in on this, this, this serious information. So uh, the Planet 5050, that sounds very intriguing. I want to be able to do my own. So I, I just want to continue to commend you and thank you for your work and you know that you always have my undying support. Well, I truly appreciate it. And I'm, I'm actually glad that you called because, you know, most of the time when I'm covering a particular topic, it's people that that touches personally that they call in. So usually I was expecting the phone to ring and to be a bunch of the sisters on there. So to have you as a brother actually call in, that was a surprise to see the number pop up. I actually looked at it twice to make sure. I was like, is, it, is that the number I think it is? It is. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, Planet 5050 by 2030, step it up for gender equality. That theme as a man why would you, other than the fact, like you said, you're of the Osset clan, but as a man and a man who is a business owner, everybody who's listening, Kwame Shah is the CEO of All Mobile Productions. So if you go to ampturnitup.com, you'll, you'll find information there. And he's a sound engineer. And also every year our Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, he is our sound engineer and our tech coordinator for it. We co-founded that festival. And so it's interesting, as I said, he that's why I knew the phone number. But it's rare that he gets to listen to the show live because he's an engineer. He's out usually doing shows and on the road. But as a business owner or just as a man in general, why would you say, well, you want to do your part with this Planet 5050 by 2030, step it up for gender equality? Why would that even matter to you? Man, it would say, well, man, I mean, you already in. What you worrying with them for? <laughs> Well, as as I as I alluded to from the beginning, um, again being of the Orset clan, I'm an Orset mesh, and you know when we step backwards, when we step, as we say with Sankofa, we turn the head backwards to go and fetch it. The mm-hmm. source of all birth and life comes through woman, so. Mm-hmm. Let's start from the common sense understanding of that, where the strength of all of what is born into the world comes from. So you have to support that. You have to sustain that. You have to nurture that. And so I know a lot of times, you know, uh, brothers will look at it from the leadership position of, you know, being the head of a thing, you know, taking it on a deeper spiritual level, I understand that, it is the woman who is the one that births the spiritual knowledge and the spiritual law that comes from within the universe. 
and it is for man to now be the one to champion what is earth through woman. So when we put women on an even pedestal, maybe even a, even a higher pedestal, and being humble enough to do that, you know, we will see a whole a whole plethora of things that will be birthed unto us that will help to nurture and nourish and, and fortify us as, as people and as a nation. So that's why it's very dear to me, you know, um, I've spent a lot of time, as you know, recently within the last 18 months with my mother, and I've actually had to now be her nurturer, the one who, mm-hmm. who birthed and nurtured me for, for so many years. I now have the responsibility of, of looking out for her, and I see what it means to to humble and to sit back and be willing to, you know, just, look, if this is what you need to sustain you, then let me cool my fire long enough so that I can provide that nourishment and that nurturement. So that's why this means so much to me. I, I you know, I'm I'm definitely one who sees the value of womanhood and sisterhood within uh the nation. You know, you have to do is look back at women such as Harry Tubman and yeah. understand that, you know, leadership, you know, doesn't always have to be a yang Thing. It can be right. a yin thing. The right. subtler the energy, the more powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's a critical uh, a point right full, there. A room, a room full of dynamite can do some damage. You but better believe it. Of, uh, but a cup full of uranium, nitro, like chemicals, <laughs> can do a hundred <laughs> much more damage. So, yes, yeah, so you know you're talking yeah. to a scientist mm-hmm. now, so so I'm laughing right. already. <laughs> So I got right. all kind of stuff that I just drew in my mind. <laughs> so, so right, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that's very powerful. I appreciate you sharing that, and especially also sharing a part about your mother. And you know, I just want all of y'all to know that as well. When we're here celebrating. Black Her Story Month, Women's Her Story Month, World History Women's Month, okay, International Women's Day. We can't leave out the sweetheart of rhythm. Yes, the sweethearts of rhythm. Many of you, if you've gone to Washington, D.C., or you're coming this September when they open up the National Museum of African American History and Culture on the Mall, which will be the last museum built on the Mall in Washington, D.C., the sweethearts of rhythm. Kwame's mom is one of the members, and I'm not going to tell you her name yet, and I'm not going to tell you the history because I want y'all to go do some homework. Um, so but I want to at least throw in that little nugget um, because we are here celebrating and definitely much love to her and all of them for providing music because that harmony always needs to be in the movement. So definitely I appreciate you, Brother Kwame Shah, for calling in tonight and definitely a nice surprise caller um, to have. Absolutely. And so I'm sure I'll, I'll see you right there on the island with plenty of other things going on way before the festival. So you have a good evening. Thank you, my queen. You have a good evening as well. Peace. All right. Peace and blessings. Yes, it's always wonderful to do something like this, but then to also have folks support you that you know in person um, makes it that much better. And so definitely I thank everyone who has tuned in tonight. And once again, you can find us at gullahgeechee.net, the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. You can find me at queenquet.com as we continue 
the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy World Tour. We need your support and even support some more by coming through right here to be part of Gullah Geechee Nation Volunteer Month. Make sure for hit we up and come down and join we Pandisha Land of the Gullah Geechee. Happy Oman Month for everybody. God bless on the chillin'. Well, I'm Queen Quinn, and I thank you. 